In today's episode, we're going to talk about posting your art online and why too many artists look at social media all wrong. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. Let's face it, Instagram has pretty much become the place for artists to show off our work. I know back in the day, uh, we used to have deviant art, and I mean, it's still around, of course, but that was the, the big one. And the thing with that, though, is it was more a community of artists for artists. Uh, you got on there to post your art. You got on there to look at other people's art, but mainly it was a community of artists. You didn't have a bunch of just outsiders in there and Instagram really kind of opened the door for us to be able to reach a wider audience with our work. Uh, of course, with Instagram, you've got just a kind of melting pot of different interests and different people on there using the platform to, you know, post pictures of dogs and nature and vacations and their food. But then you've also got, you know, artists like us on there posting stuff and, you know, the odds that our work is going to be seen on there by non-artists is a lot better than using something like deviant art. So this has been really cool. I love the options and kind of that more eyes on the work possibility that's out there because of Instagram. But at the same time, that comes with all the pitfalls of social media. And maybe it's just me showing my age, but I really, <laughs> I have a disdain and just really kind of a hate when I think about how much people rely on social media for just this weird like platform to use for validation. And that's kind of going to be what the theme of today's show is about. We're going to talk more about the mindset I would recommend you take when approaching these different sites and just really urge you guys to remember, don't get too caught up in followers and likes. Uh, let's talk more about followers first. So how many followers you have? It's become this like crazy dick measuring contest when in reality, the the engagement you have with those followers is much more important in the long run. And this just isn't on you know Instagram. This is on Twitter. It's on TikTok. Basically, any platform that you have where there's that magic validation number. So this number, you know, it could be likes, it could be um followers, it could be subscribers, anything like that, any platform with that, you're going to run into this problem. And here's the thing. Yes, having tons of followers could lead to sales. It could help you make more money with your art. And let's be honest, that's what everybody's here for because, you know, the podcast is called Make Money With Your Art. But the thing is, it's not going to be a guarantee. Which brings us to my favorite real world example that illustrates this point. Uh, and this all happened last year. You guys might be familiar with the story. I initially I'd read a news article about it. And then over the past year, people have uh, posted it uh, in groups on Facebook. And I've seen it pop up a few different times in my news feed. But I just love this and I wanted to share. So this was on Instagram and it's not art related, but it is relevant to the conversation today talking about followers. And there was this user, uh, was this younger girl by the name of Ari or Ari. Uh, she announced this new clothing brand in her first merch drop, and she was super excited. And this girl had 2.5 million 
followers on Instagram. And to get ready for this, she flew out this photographer. She flew out this makeup artist uh, to get ready for the photo shoot. She rented out the studio so she could do uh, all the product shots and then also do video promos for it. And here is where <laughs> the lesson comes in. And I'm sorry to laugh and I feel bad for, her, but this just proves the point that I'm trying to drive home so clearly. Uh, this, and I'm using air quotes here, I know you can't see it because it's a podcast after all, but this influencer, uh, she'd been told by the company that was producing the brand uh, of her t-shirt, you know, the whole lineup, that she needed to sell at least 36 t-shirts from her first run of products in order for the line to be continued. And I'm sure that even if you don't know this story, you can probably guess where this is going. You're right. That girl with 2.5 million followers did not sell 36 t-shirts. Just absolutely crazy. Uh, she actually talked about this too. It was in a, uh, a post on Instagram and that post got removed. But in one of the articles, uh, there was a Twitter user that went in there and screenshotted the post where she talked about all this. And that was part of the article as well. But even in this post, talking about how she you know, couldn't do the brand line because she didn't sell 36 shirts, just that post had 36,000 likes. So you've got this girl with 2.5 million followers. She's got 36,000 likes on a post and she can't sell 36 t-shirts. I said, just absolutely nuts and just a perfect example of why you shouldn't get hung up on all those numbers. Uh, so the content you provide to your audience, that's gonna be what is more important. Your engagement with that audience is important. You want people to be invested in what you share and you want people to genuinely want to follow you and care about what you post. Uh, this is also kind of why that a whole follow for follow on Instagram is a bad idea. And this happens just not on Instagram, but other platforms as well. And if you aren't familiar with follow for follow, it's exactly what it sounds like. Basically you make a post somewhere, share your artwork and say, Hey, here's my Instagram handle. Uh, you know, follow me and I'll follow you back. So you get a follower, they get a follower, follower. It's a win-win, right? Well, there's going to be a few different problems here. Uh, even though with Instagram, their algorithm for showing content, it's always changing and really kind of the ins and outs, the behind the curtain stuff, they never really fully make public. But I think the overall general consensus of how it works is it rewards engagement and then it won't be as apt to show, you know, accounts or posts that underperform in engagement. So engagement good, we show your posts, no engagement bad, we don't show your posts. So here's where, you know, that whole follow for follow really hurts because the people that follow you initially through one of those follow for follow requests, they aren't necessarily following you because they like your art, they're following you because you followed them in exchange. So every post you make, you know, that this person sees or doesn't see, you know, never gets a comment from them or a like, there's no engagement at all. And then, you know, take that and multiply that by the number of followers you got through that initial follow for follow post. And you can kind of see how this is going to hurt your account. So you'll see a lot of times these follow for follow requests. I see them a lot on Facebook, especially in the Facebook art groups. And I think most everybody listening to this podcast you probably know, if not, I do have my own 
art group over on Facebook called Keep Creating. Uh, it's an art group. I started over there, and one of my rules for the group, it's in the, the group rules when you go to join that you have to accept. It's also, you know, when you go into the group rules, you can see it in there. Uh, one of the things that I say that you cannot do is no follow for follow requests at all. Now, if you want to post art and post your Instagram handle, basically what I say in this, uh, this rule set is don't do the follow for follow posts. If people like your stuff enough to hop on over to Instagram and follow you, that's more than fine. That's what you want, but I don't want any of the follow for follow requests. So if I ever see any of those, I remove them. And then if it happens more than once, then I just permanently remove the member from, from the group. So add to this too, people are pretty savvy on these different social media platforms. So if you're wanting followers, just you know, so you can kind of flex that number or you want to use it as a way to get clients or sponsors. You think that they're going to hop on and think, oh, wow, this guy has this many followers or this girl has this many followers. I really think I want to work with them or I want to hire them because you can tell they're so popular. It's pretty easy to see if and to tell if you use that follow for follow method. I mean, if you've got a significant amount of people that follow you while you have nearly the same amount of people that you follow, yeah, people are going to pick up on that pretty quick and they're going to see, you know, that those uh, follows that you have, the followers aren't really organic. They're not authentic. Sure, some of them are. But when those two numbers are so close, it's pretty much one of those telltale signs of what happened. And that's the thing, too. So many people, they try to play these games on Instagram and all the other platforms, they can see through all this stuff because they do it themselves and, or maybe they know somebody else that has done it. And even though, you know, they may do it themselves, I think you get a lot more respect if you can get there and get the numbers by not trying to game the system. Uh, it's, it's kind of this weird, uh, opposition because people really expect authenticity while not always giving it themselves. So they expect it from you. Sometimes they don't put it out there into the world, but you know, they're going to expect it from you. So if they see the numbers and know what you did, it's going to be pretty clear. I just say always, you know, play it safe and, and play it fair because it's going to help you in the long run. So the same thing too. I mean, it happens on Facebook. You'll see a lot of these different startup brands on Facebook and they've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that like their page, when they post something, they only get a few likes and sometimes they get no comments. Sometimes they maybe get one comment here and there. And from you know this point, these pages is obvious. What they're doing is they're basically just purchasing these likes. There's different companies out there that you can purchase face Facebook likes from. And you know this is gonna kill their engagement too. That's one thing with it. But also, once again, if you know what's going on, if you know what to look for and you see this, it's not really going to build a lot of trust in, you know, ordering from a brand and from a company that you can see the shadiness on full display and what they're doing to gain these likes. So just something to consider and look at when you see all these posts on Instagram or Facebook. If you don't think about it, look at it and maybe uh, uh, some of the people that you thought were on the up and up, you'll see like, hey, this doesn't really make sense. So. Another thing that I've seen a lot of artists talk about online is how disappointed they were in uh, the fact that they posted this new piece of artwork and it didn't get as many likes as they expected. Or maybe they say, well, it didn't get as many likes and I spent, you know, days on this and this this piece was so much better than the one I posted last week. And that one got 300 likes in a week and this one only got 15 and they they just get upset about it and 
it more than anything else i guess it just makes me sad like why in the hell are likes so important to people you know i just don't get it now of course i've never commented on this anytime i see it you know in the groups or anytime somebody says this type of thing because i you know i don't like to get in those type of conversations or to come across rude or to engage people uh, when I see that. But in my head, it always goes through my head, something along the lines of, you know, oh, you didn't get enough likes. Are you not going to be able to pay your rent this month then because you didn't get the likes you thought you were going to get? Or, you know, how are you possibly going to eat next week? Uh, you know, now that you didn't get enough likes, how are you going to afford groceries? And, you know, the, the whole point is here, you, you can't use likes for anything. They, they don't, uh, you know, give you anything extra except for that validation. You can't use them to pay for anything. They're just there, you know, and people put so much importance in these things and it just drives me absolutely crazy. Man, I'm telling you, this need for likes, it's become like an almost just this disease on social media. And once again, if you're in the Keep Creating group over on Facebook, I'm sure you're aware of this next part and I didn't really address it anywhere else or make it public outside of that community. And I'll talk about it here without mentioning names, but it really kind of ties in to all this as well. But uh, there was a member over there in the group that was posting not only in the group, but also on Instagram with art that was stolen from other artists. Now, I know we talked about art theft in last week's episode, but this was totally, totally different. This person wasn't stealing art for monetary gain. And this person I'm talking about, nothing was ever posted that was being monetized. Uh, this person was just so hungry for likes and for these followers and for the praise that they were getting. They were passing off other people's artwork as their own just so they could feel like they were in the spotlight and like feed this need. And that, I mean, of course, is a pretty extreme example, but it really shows you just why it's important to keep that feeling in check. You don't want it to get out of control. Uh, and just because, you know, you don't have two and a half million followers on Instagram, it doesn't mean you aren't a good artist. It doesn't mean that person with the 2.5 is better than you as an artist. Uh, hell, I've only got, what, 5.4 thousand followers on Instagram and to be honest, I couldn't care less, which kind of brings us to uh, another point, And this is important as well. Not only does uh, having followers not guarantee online sales or merch sales or whatever you're selling, it doesn't guarantee those sales. It also doesn't mean that those followers are going to translate over to follows on other platforms. Uh, so like I said, I've got 5.4 thousand followers on Instagram, but I have over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And at the end of every single YouTube video, I drop my Instagram handle and say, you know, you can find me over on Instagram and I've linked it in every single video description. And like I said, over 100,000 on YouTube and 5.4 on Instagram. I don't care. I'm not talking about numbers to, you know, bring them. I'm just showing you why these are so different between the two and to get across the point too. I, I don't care about the numbers, but it is interesting to see that you 
can't really expect to grow one platform and then grow another one equal to that platform that people just aren't going to come over. And this really works both ways, too. I've seen artists with, you know, 500,000 followers on Instagram who have a YouTube channel and they have maybe 20,000 subs on YouTube. So it just really tells you people are kind of locked into that ecosystem. A lot of times they don't click over. Uh, and thinking about that too, sometimes I'm not clicking over. If you're trying to sell, you know, stuff, are they going to leave that site to be able to go over to another site to buy something when they can't go from YouTube to Instagram to follow you on there or from Instagram to YouTube? Um, you know, this is just something to think about as well. Uh, I think honestly, just thinking about now, I, I think Twitter is an even bigger example. Once again, uh, mention it in every single video and i've got a whopping what 450 460 followers over there and one reason there is i don't really focus on twitter uh i don't use it daily and i don't use it tweet about you know random stuff like most people how they use the platform i'm not providing the content more or less that people expect when they get on twitter when you get on twitter there's a certain stream of content that you expect from twitter You've got those people that you follow and you know just overall, you know, what Twitter looks like. And like I said, I, I realize I'm not engaging an audience over there and I'm okay with that. My Twitter account, it's more, I guess, so I can at least have a presence over there and say that I'm on Twitter. Like I said, some people stick to one platform. Uh, so maybe there's a person on Twitter that I can reach that I didn't reach over on Instagram or YouTube because they're not over there. So just for me, like, tweeting about movies or uh, just like, you know, events or the latest kind of celebrity gossip it just doesn't really fit with my brand. So I just kind of stay away from that type of content. And that's the last topic for today really is content. Uh, if you're wanting to make money from your art and you're going to use social media to post your work, make sure that you don't make every single post a sales pitch. I uh, would you know, kind of recommend sharing some personal work here or there. Uh, if you're doing client work and you get the okay from the client that you can share that, I would share that stuff. Even if it's you know something older that you can share, you can kind of dig through the, the years uh, gone by sketchbooks, stuff like that. Uh, if you write a blog post or maybe you make a tutorial video, you know, you could share the thumbnail or screen cap from that and then occasionally post something that you can sell. But if your Instagram feed or your Twitter feed or whatever is a constant stream of just product after product after product that features your art along with kind of that call to action to buy, your followers, they're really going to get turned off by that pretty quick. Uh, bottom line here really comes down to giving more than you take. The sales, they're going to come and you'll see engagement increase. But just remember, it's more important to have a rabid, engaged fan base of say 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 people. It's so much more important to have that smaller engaged fan base than it is to have, you know, a million checked out followers that really don't care one way or another about your content or what you're going to post. So, all right, guys, that's it for today's episode and talking about social media and Instagram and Twitter and all that. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking about building a brand. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. 
So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus, there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at BJ Dell. And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could, do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.